When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the How To Money podcast, a financial education podcast for young Australians aimed at opening up the conversation around money. Join us as we take on the task of demystifying the confusing world of money and help kickstart your financial education journey. I'm your host, Kate, and today I've invited Ashley Debenham from eTax Accountants to cover tax return basics, plus provide you with tips to ensure you get the best possible tax refund this year. Just a reminder that everything we cover in this podcast is for financial education purposes only, and we're not giving you any advice. If you do want some advice, please make your own inquiries and do some research. Remember, it's your money, so take control. Now let's get started. Hi, Ashley. Thanks so much for joining us on the How To Money podcast today. Hi, Kate. Thank you for having me. Now, before we get started, if you could just tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at eTax. Okay, so I am the uh, Marketing and Communications Manager at eTax. I've been here for about eight years now, and basically I look after kind of all of the the communication side of of what we do at eTax, so all of the stuff that our clients see on the website, all of the messaging they receive kind of falls under my umbrella, Um, and having been been around the traps for a little while now, I'm a bit of a walking tax encyclopedia, so um, hopefully, hopefully we can get some value to your listeners today. Yeah, awesome. So I think we'll start with the big question because this episode's all about tax. So what exactly are tax returns and who needs to complete them? Sure. I'll take a step back there and, and just talk about tax in general. And that's basically when you start working at, at your first job, your employer will hold back a portion of your wages or your salary each week. And they send that to the Australian tax office as tax. And then your tax refund or, or your tax return is essentially the working out the difference between what you've already paid during the year and what you should have paid based on your final income for the year. People often will have varying incomes if they work in casual employment, so it's hard to get that exact amount of tax right week to week. So at tax time, it's basically about working out the difference. More often than not, people have paid a little bit too much tax during the year, and that ends up being refunded to them in the form of their tax refund at tax time. Okay, so it's it's something that pretty much everyone working yeah, is probably completing. Once you start start a job, you're probably going to have to do a tax return. Um, there are a couple of exclusions for low income earners who aren't paying any tax, um, but for the most part, once you start working, a tax return is going to be pretty much uh, part and parcel of your life for your entire working life. Mm. And is it is it easy and viable to do your own um, tax return really, nowadays? To be honest, it really depends on how familiar with the tax system you are. Um, you're right, the ATO does offer a, a free lodgement service, but um, keep this in mind, this is a really big but. 
In Australia, over 70% of Australians use a tax agent, so it's sort of like e-tax or going down the road to their local accountant to do their tax return. Um, most people that we see, they prefer the idea that, that a tax expert who's, who's working on their side to boost their refund and make sure they don't have any errors in their return is checking it for them. Um, lodging, lodging direct to the ATO using their free service is certainly an option, but it does mean you're on your own. And keep in mind that, that it's the ATO's job to collect revenue. It's not their job to help you get a better, bigger refund. So, um, and plus a little bonus is any tax agent or accounting fees you pay during the year, they can be used as a tax deduction on your tax return next year as well. Because mm, it can be very difficult as an individual doing it for the first or second time to know exactly what you can definitely, and cannot definitely. claim. There's, there's literally hundreds of pages of tax law and legislation and and if you're not familiar with the tax system, it's, it's very easy to leave money on the table. If you, if you miss out on a deduction claim that you're actually entitled to, you're basically missing out on sometimes hundreds of dollars that could be going back into your pocket each year. Mm, definitely. And I know there's quite a few typical tax deductions for students and people that are working and studying as well. So can you explain some of those tax deductions that you might be able to claim if you're a student or you're studying while you're working? Yeah, so um, they're probably for, for people who are students or people who are fairly new into the workforce, there generally aren't a lot of deductions that are on offer, um, mostly because if you're in kind of a part-time or a casual job, you don't often have a lot of out-of-pocket costs. Um, but there are a couple, and probably the most common one that we see are uniform expenses. So most young people or students, they find themselves kind of working part-time or casually while they're studying, it might be in jobs like retail or hospitality, and almost all of them will have a required uniform they have to wear. Um, so generally, if you have an out-of-pocket uniform cost, you can claim the cost of purchasing that on your tax return. However, there is one tricky little bit that, that often trips people up, and that is that just because a uniform is compulsory doesn't mean you can claim the entire thing on your tax return. Um, it has to be a distinctive uniform that has, say, a company logo on it or that is protective in nature, um, and then you can claim it. But if it's something that is, say, plain black pants or plain black, black shoes, the ATO actually doesn't allow you to claim those items on your tax return. And the reason is that they consider them general in nature, which means as far as they're concerned, you could be wearing those in your, I would guess, in your personal life. And it's too hard for the ATO to work out whether it is work-related or not. So they just have a blanket rule that unless it's protective in nature or unless there's a logo on it, it's not, it's unfortunately unable to be claimed. So, and that tricks a lot of people up who, who kind of think their employer makes them wear black pants or makes them wear black shoes. and at tax time, they, they kind of get a bit of a rude shock when they find out that's not actually a valid tax deduction. Mm. And that's probably one of the things that's helpful using an accountant or a service for, to know exactly what you can and cannot claim right there. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if you put claims that you're not allowed to on your tax return, unknowingly, the ATO will generally, when they, when they find out that you've got something wrong, they'll make you pay back anything that you weren't entitled to. And if you do it wrong a lot of times or it starts to become a habit or they catch you out with a lot of mistakes, they can even issue fines or penalties on top of that, which, which is certainly um, what we don't want to see. Because mm, you generally have to have some form of evidence for most things that you're claiming. That's right. Uh, basically, that, that's the number one rule when it comes to claiming the tax deduction is you need to have a receipt or evidence to prove that you actually incurred that expense. Um, for the most part, it's just generally keeping a receipt or taking a photo of a receipt when you get it.
What about textbooks for a student? Would that be tax deductible? Um, that depends on the course they're claiming. So this is another one that, that is a bit of a myth that um, I think does the rounds for students is that every expense they incur while they're studying, they can claim as a tax deduction. But again, there is a caveat there in that you have to be studying a course that is related to your current job for any for those expenses to be claimable. So again, often students who are working in retail or hospitality, they might be studying, say, teaching or nursing or any other degree under the sun. But that is not at all related to a retail job or a hospitality job. So that basically means that none of those expenses are claimable. Um, and and that, that basically for an expense to be claimable has to be work related. So obviously if the course you're studying isn't related to your work, it's it's off the table, unfortunately. So on the other hand, if you are say working at a reception job maybe or an administration job and you're studying kind of a cert certificate in administration or something that actually does have a direct connection um, between your current job and, and what the course you're studying. Of course, all of those course fees and any other associated costs like textbooks or travel to the course, they're all claimable. But if it's, say, somebody's working in a coffee shop while they're training to be a teacher, um, that's there's no, no connection there and the ATO wouldn't allow any. Okay. So what are some of the common tax deductions that maybe employees in an office setting might be able to claim? Um, in an office setting, there's generally a few more then. Um, pretty common ones we see are training expenses. So often you might have to do on-the-job training or you might have to go and, I guess, go to a course or, or a certificate or some sort. Um, any, any expenses that are out of your own pocket required for you to actually travel to this course. So if you have to drive your car to the course or take public transport, um, if you have to pay for the course out of your own pocket, those expenses are all claimable. Um, and the other common one is our travel expenses. Um, if you have to use your own car at any point um, in the course of doing your job, um, as long as it's not home to work travel, generally you can claim at a cents per kilometre rate. Um, so basically for every kilometre you drive, you can claim basically at a nominal rate. So nominal rate, it's just gone up this year. So it used to be... 66 cents per kilometre, now it's 68 cents per kilometre in 2019. Um, so you don't need to keep a logbook, you just need to be able to prove how you've come up with with the, with the number of kilometres you're claiming. So you might have di have some diary notes to say you were going to train in or to travel and, and you can claim up to 5,000 kilometres per year via that method. Um, so that could be a really handy boost to people's refunds. Uh, if you drive, say, 1,000 kilometres in the year, you can put that on the return and it equates to about nearly a $700 deduction. Um, in terms of other other common expenses, there are a couple that, that probably apply both to employees and students alike, but aren't necessarily work-related, but are pretty common in today's day and age. And they are, as I mentioned, tax agent fees. So you can claim your accountant's fees on the following tax return. And the other big one, Australians are a pretty generous um, society. So we often do donate to a lot of different charities through the years. It might be sponsoring a friend who's doing a fun run or you might um, might sign up to one of the daughter door salesmen um, or you might kind of donate donate to dry july for example um, all of those things are generally tax deductible as long as you have a receipt for them so if you donate 50 dollars to your friend in dry july 
that Drive to Lie will actually issue you a tax invoice for that $50, and that also can go on your tax return as a tax deduction. And a lot of people don't realize that. And if you do $50 here, $50 there, it could end up being a couple of hundred dollars across the year that, that actually could equate to a few hundred dollars back in your pocket at the end of, at the, end of the year. So, so a little bit of a government incentive for being generous. That's right, exactly right. And, and Australians are pretty good at that. Um, we're, we're a fair, fairly generous society. And, this is an added little, added little bonus to, to doing that as well, helping out the less fortunate. Now, a lot of people, especially young people I talk to, really dread tax time, especially um, because they think it's really complicated and have to get their forms together and maybe they're going to have to pay some money back. So do you have some tips from your experience on how to make your life easier when it comes to tax time and uh, not dread it? Yeah, definitely. And, and look, that's that's... It's, it's a hard thing, tax, because we only do it every 12 months. So even if you kind of get yourself up to speed now, when 12 months later comes around, you kind of back, find yourself back at square one. Um, but look, to be honest, tax doesn't really need to be scary. And it, it just takes a little bit of prep work um, throughout the year. And you'll find tax time is much less stressful. And more likely than not, you'll even get a bigger refund because of it. And the main tip that I have is just to keep track of your receipts throughout the year. Your receipts are what's going to put the money in your pocket at tax time in your tax refund. So like services like ours at eTax, we've got a, an online receipt collector that's available to all of our clients free of charge year round. And basically you can snap a photo of your any receipt as soon as you get it, as soon as you walk out of the shop, snap a photo of it with your phone and it will save right into your account then you don't even need to worry about tracking that receipt down at tax time. You'll have an electronic copy saved and ready to go. And look, if you're, if you're not that technologically savvy, get a manila folder, stick it in your car or stick it on the kitchen table. And every time you walk in the door with a work-related receipt, put it in that folder. Then everything's in one place at tax time. You don't have to spend hours hunting around, looking in your shoebox, looking in the glove box, looking in your wallet, trying to kind of read a faded receipt. Um, they're all there, they're all ready to go. And the other big tip, especially for young people or people who are a bit inexperienced, is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, whether that's from a tax agent or whether it's from your friend who's an accountant, um, tax can be a little bit complicated and, and it's better that you ask for help so you don't leave money on the table. Um, having the assistance of somebody who knows what they're doing or an expert will really make a big difference to your stress levels. and more than likely you also your bank balance in terms of your tax refund. Mm, and it's definitely having someone that knows the tax law inside and out on your side when you're doing it because it can get quite complex. That's right, that's right. And, and as I said before, it, you, you can certainly go to the ATO if you want to, but their job isn't to help you get a big tax refund or to make sure your tax return is correct. Their job is to collect revenue for the government. So make it back as you will, I suppose. <laughs> They're definitely not trying to trying to give you the biggest tax return possible. Right, not at all. Yeah. So, and a lot of students um, are working on side gigs like Uber and Uber Eats um, while they're studying. And some of these services don't actually take tax like your normal nine to five job would out of your salary. So, um, they may get into a circumstance where they have a tax liability. So, with these all this gig economy work. Now, students, I'd assume, have to pay tax there. Yeah, that's, that's spot on. Um, in short, it, in Australia, it's basically illegal to work in paid employment and not pay tax on the money you earn. Um, the only caveat being if you earn 
under the tax-free threshold, which is $18,200. Um, if your total income, both from, say, share, shared gig economy work and employee work, is less than $18,200, then you won't have to pay tax on that money. But as soon as you go over that tax-free threshold, you will be required to pay tax on, on any money you earn and for for the, the any contractor work in the share economy, you know, your Ubers, your Deliveroo, Airtaskers is, is another very common one these days that people are doing. Um, you're not taxed up front on any of that money, so you will have to um, pay tax on it at the end of the financial year when you do your tax return. So our biggest bit of advice there is don't spend it all when you earn it. Um, we, we generally advise a general rule is to put aside at least 30% of any money you earn via Uber, via Airtasker, stick it into a separate bank account and let it sit there for tax time because most people's average tax rate is around that 30% mark. So you will have to pay about 30% on that income at tax time. So at least if you put the money aside and it's sitting there in an account, you're not going to get a, a really nasty bill that you don't know what to do with. Mm. And I, I think that's sort of important for young people to know as well because doing all these gigs and side work, it is actually paid employment. You do have to pay tax. And if you don't put anything aside, then you can get a really nasty shock. That's right. And, I mean, you think about if someone earns, say, $20,000 from Uber, 30% of twenty grand is, I think in my maths, $6,000, just over $6,000 worth of tax that you're going to have to pay at tax time. So if you don't have that money... At, put aside and ready to go, you, you've got to kind of find sometimes thousands of dollars um, out of thin air, which is can be tough for a, for a young person to do. Mm. And if that scenario does happen, you've spent all your Uber earnings during the year and you realise you've got a tax liability of five grand, um, what does the ATO do? Do they just send you a, a letter saying, got to pay this straight away or we'll give you a fine or what happens? Um, yeah, there are a couple of options. So the first if, if that's going to be you, my first um, bit of advice would be to get an accountant or sign up to a tax agent um, because not only can they make sure that you got, you've got everything right and that they can lower that amount as much as possible, but if you sign up to an accountant, they can often get a tax return lodgement extension deadline for you as well. So instead of having to lodge your tax return by the 31st of October, um, they can often get an extension through to May 15 for you. Um, that's obviously assuming you've got a good tax history and you've, you've lodged on time um, before, but that'll give you almost an extra year before you actually owe any, any of that money. So you've got a bit of extra time to, to kind of get it together. Um, but the other thing that a tax agent can do for you is negotiate a payment plan with the ATO on your behalf. So instead of having to say, find that couple of thousand dollars upfront to pay your bill in one lump sum, you can set up a payment plan where you might pay, say, $50 a week by direct debit, um, which makes the amount a little bit more manageable for, for most people. It's a bit easier to find $50 a week than to kind of try and come up with a few thousand dollars in a lump sum. Um, so, but the main thing is, if you think you're going to owe money, definitely don't bury your head in the sand and, and ignore it. Um, if you don't lodge a tax return, that's when the ATO can issue fines or penalties. Usually... They're at least $550 if you don't lodge on time. Um, plus, they can sometimes add interest to any amount you owe. So you might end up paying interest on that couple of thousand dollars you owe as well. So um, better to get ahead of it. But as I said, with the tax agent, they can give you sometimes up to the best part of a year extension to, to kind of help you get, get some money together to pay the bill. Plus, they can also help out with a payment plan that will make the amount more manageable and um, less stressful, I suppose. 
Mm. And and the ATO will probably chase you down if you don't just bury your head in the sand and never put a tax return in. And and that's spot on. The, and not only will they they chase you down, but if you leave stuff like your Uber income off your tax return, they'll catch you out in that as well. Um, places like Uber and Airtasker, they are required to report all of their driver earnings to the ATO. So before you even submit your tax return, the ATO will know if you've got any income and if it's missing from your tax return the ato is going to know about it so don't try and hide your income either because they are have remarkably sophisticated data matching going on where they their tentacles reach far and wide probably further than, than any of us imagined because mm, i've seen in, in doing the tax return now they start to already put in your bank interest and your dividends and all of that stuff, sort of stuff They've, they already know it all that's right all i mean every like financial institution other government departments they're all required to report report your earnings or your income to the ATO as well. So the, the tax return is about matching up that information with what the ATO has and then hopefully having some deductions on there to, to give you a refund or boost at the same time. Mm, the, probably the hardest thing for them to track is still probably cash, but, I mean, that's dying out. Yeah, that's right. Cash is dying out now, but still there's if, the, if whoever's paying you the cash has obviously had to withdraw that money or they've got transactions that track back to, to their bank account or their expenses, um, the ATO can kind of often put, put two and two together and, um, and still figure out what's going on. Mm. Yeah, they're definitely getting a lot more sophisticated than they used to be. Definitely, definitely. Mm, okay, so Ashley, to finish off, uh, what is your number one tip for young people this tax time? Number one tip this tax time is... Don't hold off lodging your tax return if you've got all of your stuff together. Um, there's no point in waiting. Um, sometimes you hear you hear stuff in the media about waiting to do your tax return, but your tax refund is essentially a tax-free loan that you're giving to the government. So the longer you wait, the longer you're giving that tax-free loan to them. So don't wait and ask for help. Um, enlist with a tax agent such as ourselves, um, it's our job to make sure that you're getting the best possible refund, that you haven't forgotten any deductions, but also to make sure your tax return is correct. Um, we don't want to see taxpayers who kind of unknowingly lodge incorrect tax returns because they can still face the same penalties as people who do the wrong thing, even if it's an innocent mistake. So ask for help, ask, ask a, a tax agent to help you out and, and hopefully they will be able to get you a better refund or the biggest possible refund while still kind of sticking within the rules. All right. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for all of your tips and tricks for doing your tax return this year and for joining us on the How To Money podcast today. It was great having you. Thank you for having me, Kate. It's been fantastic. All right. Now, if anyone wants to find about a bit more about eTax, where you're from, how can they do that? Um, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Go to etax.com.au. Um, we are a purely online tax tax agent or tax accounting service. So you don't have to make any appointments. You don't have to go down on your lunch break um, to see anybody face to face. Uh, we are purely online, but we also have live chat. Um, so you can chat to an accountant while you're doing the tax return, ask them any questions as you go. And every tax return is fully reviewed by our accounting, um, our accounting team to make sure you're getting everything right and you're not leaving any money on the table. Tax.com.au and you'll be away. All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Thank you very much, Kate. Thank you for listening to today's How To Money podcast episode on tax return basics. 
If you enjoyed this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes. And please send any questions our way via www.howtomoney.online. You can also catch us on Twitter and Instagram at howtomoneyaus and we'd love to hear from you. You've been listening to the How To Money Podcast.